Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. That's right. I'm waiting for the beat to drop. <laughs> okay, that's enough from me. Introduce yourself, my second anchor. Hello, my name is Ryan Yee. And my third anchor. I'm Josephine. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We got a lot of things to talk about. We have a guest. And uh, today, you know what, to be honest, it's going to get a little bit more uh, in-depth into a, a topic that we've always wanted to talk about. But we were like, you know what, maybe it's not time yet, but I feel like today is the best time to talk about it. But before we get there, um, just like I just woke up very literally and I had a friend message me and she said that, hi, Jin, I uh, just wanted your quick expert opinion since you know you, lo- you know a lot about phones. She's like, what phone should I get? Because my Huawei P20 Pro is not oh. getting updates. And I'm like, so fast. Just get, just get an Android. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I know. Just get another Android. Don't get, yeah. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know that <laughs> but Google. It's really in effect so fast. I like, know, I know that Google. They, Google banned their updates. Uh, I mean, wow, Trump banned Google from Google from working with Huawei. If you don't know, and uh, we thought that it was gonna take effect in ninety days. Yeah, right? I thought it was gonna take a while. I didn't think it would be like so instant. Yeah, so it's either my friend's phone kaput already, or it has already no, taken sure effect. I'm sure they can still use their phone, right? They just can't get the latest update. I don't know, to be honest. So, Do I look like a phone manufacturer to you? Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know my answer to that question. Yeah, okay, <laughs> never mind. Okay, all right, moving on to more important news. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest in the house. For the first time, we're very honored to have her here today. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope I, I introduce her right now because if I don't, I, I don't know whether I'm going to get into trouble. But <laughs> most probably no. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Yang Bohomad Michelle Ng on the show. Hi. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome. So, guys, this is actually someone important on the show today. Exactly. So, so all you of know us, it's for real. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably wondering, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> no, we do do anything. But straight off the bat, I have to ask one question. You know. So I, I I noticed that you know a lot of people who work with you always call you YB. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm actually just 29 years old. Wow. So it feels really weird, especially after elections last year. I was just mm-hmm. 28. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then I have a bunch of, um, you know, residents. They're all older than me. And then they're going around calling me YB. And I, I told them I think the we just keep it casual. And oh. The yeah. YB? Michelle's, uh, Michelle's much better. The y, the y and the YB is not young, Y-A-N-G. Is Y O U N G young? It's young, exactly. Wow, Ryan, <laughs> it's a different kind of one. Yeah, man, so quick, so fast with right. the pickup lines. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, uh, okay, let me just rewind back to how this happened. So I think uh, about like say I don't know, like a week ago, I got an email um, from uh, this girl. Her name is Farisha. And I don't. It wasn't really a long email. That's why I read it. <laughs> Normally, if it's long email, I'll be like, okay, skip <laughs> or, or, or delete. And uh, she wrote a very brief email, and she went straight to the point. Huh, kids listening now, you want to catch people's attention? Basically, just get straight to the point. And she was talking about how um, they're starting a a campaign or a movement to help people with uh, mental health issues or people who are going through mental health issues, or people who are, you know, okay, the reason why she says that, or I mean, let's get straight into it. I'm not gonna be, I, I'm gonna be really blunt. Suicide uh, is basically becoming a very, 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 very big issue. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and the cases, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Michelle, um, are actually alarmingly high this right. year. Yeah. Can I can I can I just add to that uh, why why it's high? Um, I can only use Subang Jaya as a reference. I don't have the national mm-hmm. statistics oh. because I'm the Arun for Subang Jaya, yeah, so right, I know yeah. what's going on in in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're halfway through the year, but we have already reached about full statistics compared to last year. Wow! <gasps> oh my god! So if you think about it, it is going up. So is 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 if my math is right, it's about <laughs> like dub- almost doubling the rate. La. If, yeah. you, if this trend continues, it's going to double the rate. If this trend rate. continues. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, okay, like, okay, the first time when I heard, okay, we all know, we hear about suicide cases and stuff like that. The first time a su- suicide case really got to me was when Chester Bennington from Linkin Park oh, yeah. committed mm. suicide. Mm. And that was when it hit me. And I'm like, Chester Bennington and Linkin Park was a band I grew up listening to when I was venting out my frustrations as a kid. And they yeah. were writing music that I could like scream to and I'm like, yay, I'm cool. And I grew up with them. 
And, you know, when you grow up with a band who basically represents your emotions, you kind of put your whole entire trust and they become of such, such huge influence to yeah. you. On the day that I found out that Chester Bennington took his own life, I was really upset. I think that that that, that news affected a lot of people. A lot of people. was like super shocked. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I think it goes to show that how, how all these kind of like mental health and issues and depression, you know, it, it doesn't always show on the surface. So that's the scary part. I feel like sometimes you can't just tell like this guy's depressed by just like yeah, knowing correct. them. Well, you see, the thing is mental health is like physical health. It's mm-hmm. just that we don't talk about it very much. Yeah. yeah. And we don't pay much attention to it. So even though like, let's say in a day, I mean, if, if you guys, you know, you're working and if your boss is mm-hmm. not very nice to you and then you get angry and really mm-hmm. sad and that kind yeah, of thing, yeah. that affects your mental health. Yeah, right. Yeah? And so sometimes, you know, we need to learn how to go, go off and chill out and, you know, de-stress and self-care and that kind of thing. Yeah. But no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. And then one issue compounds with another and maybe you get home and then your mom is telling you off for not, you know, putting your uh, clothes in yeah. a wash, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then that compounds it and then you have to deal with your homework and it's stress mm-hmm. and it's mental health but we we don't talk about it we don't learn how to deal with it and then one day passes and another day and then another year and before you know it you fall ill and it's fine because there is medication for it that's what that's what we want to tell people out there that it should be normalized it is like physical health right yeah so it's, it's no different than like getting a fever or correct or getting yeah. a flu and needing to go see a doctor and get some medicine for it yeah correct Correct. No, no, exactly. no, Josephia, because okay, you have a lot of followers, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure every time when you post something, you get a lot of people messaging you things and asking you questions because a lot of them are very insecure. Mm-hmm. And right, you know, and you, rem- I remember you telling me once, like, you know, I want to reach out to these people because Josephine, I mean, she had she had social anxiety at one point of time. She wasn't, she's not used to doing all these sort of things. Like her. She doesn't go in front of the camera. You know, she's not used to this and stuff like that. And so happened, you know, somehow she kind of found her way to kind of like be comfortable in front of the camera. And hence she has actually talked about it, which is a video she re- uh, released. And cool. that basically yeah. spoke, spoke to a lot of people. Do you want to, did you get anyone coming up to you asking you questions after I, that video? I mean, a lot like um, they would ask how, how, how to overcome and how did I overcome. And I think initially in the beginning, so like I think, I, I, I thought that social anxiety or like depression or stuff like that, that is something that you can just overcome and then you'll never come back. Those feeling and like anxious thought. Mm-hmm. But I realized it's, it's always going to be there, but you need to learn how to deal with it and you'll get Correct. a lot better yeah, dealing yeah. with it. Yeah. But I, I think, I think that's, quite, that's quite nice that people can reach out to you. And I just want to thank you guys for doing this because, oh, you know, a lot of guys out there <laughs> are probably thinking, you know, where can I go to get help? Is there anyone that cares yeah. about me? So, you know, top, top marks for you guys. But um, I, think, I think social media is also something that we perhaps have to talk about because this is not something that our parents experienced last yeah. time. Like they, yeah. they weren't exposed to the world and have so much access to it as we do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so our young people are, you know, pressured to be a certain way, to think yeah. a certain way, to, portray, to portray themselves a certain yeah. way. And that's also additional pressure. I think um, like I always wonder so like about social media. Um, you know how social media f- for me, I think, now that I'm older, I, I see it as something like inspiration, creativity, but not um, as real life. But people tend to believe that it's real life and they compare like, my life is not like that. Why am I doing wrong? Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of all this issue where I also realize because I follow CNN, I, I see like certain news and stuff. But if I don't follow, I don't receive news because we no longer watch TV and we no longer like... I mean, like, things have become very selective. You just see yeah. what you want to see. You now. choose what you yeah, want to yeah. follow. And then you choose... Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, just to sum up what, what Josephine is saying, that a lot more people tend to rely more on social media than yeah. anything else, than the traditional media. I mean, back then, we know, we, we, we read newspapers, we listen to radio, yeah. uh, you know, magazines and stuff like that. When they publish the news, we're like, okay, cool. I trust this medium. And now, anyone could be... Uh, anyone could be, you know, uh, spreading news. And here's the thing, though. Younger, when I was a lot younger, I wasn't exposed to social media and stuff like that. So, you know, when I had a problem, the only person I could speak to is my mom, which I was like, don't want to talk to her. <laughs> but because she's your mom, she knows something is wrong, so she'll yeah. come to you. Yeah. And then she'll start like drilling you, drilling you. It's like, yeah, la, I got a problem. La, you know what I mean? And then, she, you know, she's there for you. But these days, I feel like, you know, uh, and I'm going to lead to something a little bit more. Uh, I'll lead to something after this. The reason why I'm talking about this is because kids, when they have problems, they go on social media and they vent. Mm, right yeah. and when they vent mm-hmm. 
Number one, you get the people that support them. You get a lot of people that will support them, say that no lah, be like that. Then you get that one person that comes and say something hateful. And they think that that one hateful message supersedes the rest. Yeah. And then they basically rely on social media to basically dictate their life. Like, and this basically, I, I'm not sure, okay, this, this is obviously not as accu- not accurate to what I'm about to uh, refer to. I mean, did you guys hear about the news about the girl who committed suicide the apparently Instagram poll. because of an Instagram poll? Yeah. So it, it, when I when I saw that <laughs> and I was like, oh wow! Mm-hmm. The it's okay. So this girl posted up an Instagram story and she basically put a poll. No, no, and the yes poll, and no, the yes and no poll. Yeah, yeah, the poll was said D or L. Majority of the people voted D, and then she committed suicide. So basically, she was asking people to vote for whether she dies or she lives. But did mm-hmm. she mention that? Ah, that's the thing. So apparently, um, I mean, the a, a story before that was her uh, venting out her frustrations, right? Yeah. Saying, I don't want to live anymore. And after that, and after that, that, that story came after. You choose oh. DOL. So she wasn't very specific. Correct. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, if I was a kid, I was like, hey, DL, I chin chai presta. You know what I mean? And yeah. there was a bit of a question mark over it as well because uh, her name starts with D. Ah. So, you know, um, that's why if, if social media is not used carefully uh, for young people, especially if it's used to validate your feelings, mm-hmm. um, I think it can be very dangerous, which is why, you know, this portrayal of perfection and all that kind of thing, I think we need to talk more about how we can be vulnerable with one another and mm-hmm. then how to accept that um, even as friends or as family you know I mean come on you guys know that in, in life you're going to deal with a lot of failures yeah. right yeah. you have to be vulnerable with one another and just because you fall once it doesn't mean that you can't get up yeah. and I think how young people need to know that uh, mm-hmm. that it's just moments that you have to deal with and you can overcome them and I mean all of us are testaments to it to be very honest with you when I took on this job Boy, <laughs> <laughs> I thought to myself, what did I sign myself up for? Um, and, and a lot of the times I was thinking, uh, can I actually do this? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's one side where I'm stuck with this until the next elections. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a choice. But on the other end as well is, you know, dealing with the everyday and going through it and finding support uh, with people who believe in you. And there will be people who, who, who you can confide in. Um, and we want to create that kind of environment with young people. Yeah. Um, so, which is why, you know, SJ Care Warriors were coming about to, to, to start that, to start that movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and also try to promote um, healthy, a healthy mental state with our young people. Right. So, okay, let's talk a bit more about SJ Care Warriors. Yeah. If you're wondering what yeah. SJ Care Warriors stand for, it's actually Subang Jaya Care Warriors. I, I, was, I was actually asking, why only Subang Jaya? Why can't I be... Malaysia care warriors, but okay, small steps. We'll, we'll small get steps. there. We'll steps, get there. Steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to evolve slowly. Tell us, tell us more about uh, SJ Care Warriors. Yeah, so SG SJ Care Warriors came about at about like towards the end of last year. Um, I I had uh, June. She is someone that you know is supporting us, and she's really driving this initiative. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I I post a lot on Instagram about the work that we are doing with mental health, and then she said that you know, um, why don't you look into a Aside from suicide prevention, which was what we were focused on, um, just teaching our young people, getting them to learn uh, how to have a healthy mental state. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can do that. So I called her in and then she said, yeah, we're, we'll do this and we'll do that. And I said, great. Yeah, just run with it. Um, and that's how SG Care Warriors came about. We have a bunch of professionals who are on board. Um, they are supporting us. Also clinical psychologists, ah. um, clinical psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. They're coming around us to, you know, provide us the information on how to deal with this carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bunch of volunteers as well who are like, yeah, you know, I've been through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I wanna and I wanna influence people. I wanna add value to their lives. And so we thought, okay, we'll do that. Um, so we are training um, on one arm suicide prevention, and on the other arm, just teaching our young people, um, women, families, how to have a healthy, healthy mental state. Yeah. I I feel like the one thing about mental mental health, you know, is is really a topic that's not discussed a lot in our communities. It's nope. not something that. You know, like you say, you're, when you're younger, your parents are always like, hey, you know, drink more water, keep your body healthy, eat your vitamins. But no one ever says like, you know, keep your mind healthy, you know, yeah, rather than just yeah. study, study, study. That's the only thing we used to think will keep our minds healthy. Yeah. I have yeah. a question though. Like, I always wonder, like, you know how people, uh, some people express their emotion on social media. And, and I don't know, like, is that a good 
place for them to express. Because I feel like if you're in a very bad mental state already and you express your stuff on social media, because mm-hmm. I, I get it, you want to release and you don't know who to talk to and stuff like yeah. that. But then it only so, makes them more... Yeah, so I suppose there's two two things there. The first is the person expressing that they need help. Mm-hmm. And the second group of people is the people reading it. Right. Mm. Because both also need to learn how to deal with it. So for the person who's expressing it, if, if you know anyone that's listening feels that way, um, seek help. Uh, don't don't be afraid to to go to a, a doctor or to a professional yeah. or to a psychologist to say that you know I'm struggling with this and I think I need some help. Would you be able to help me out with it? I think it's very brave if mm-hmm. you're able to do that uh, and and very very courageous. The second group of people is those that are reading it. And if you're reading it and you know someone that is going through a tough time, um, and if you're not trained to deal with it, maybe you want to tell them, look, why don't we go and seek help together? Because Mm. now I see that you need some sort of support. Um, And I think that would really help them out because um, the danger in, you know, dealing with it yourself, um, although you're a friend and although you care, is you don't know when you'll be doing more damage than good. Mm. Um, So it's better to get a professional. Like, if you're sick, you go to a doctor kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you can diagnose with Panadol and all that kind of thing, but that's so normalized, really. Like, everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. But with mental health, I feel like it's an area that is still quite specific Mm -hmm. and we need need the professionals to come in. Because a lot of people will be like, huh, you got mental health issues. Never mind, it's chill, Nila. You know what I mean? Go away, what? (laughs) Just go ahead and get a holiday, la. What, you broke up your girlfriend? Yeah, go for a holiday, la. You know? Oh, oh, what, what, what? Uh, you, you know, like, okay, I, I'm being very blunt of it. Oh, your parents went through a divorce. Don't worry, you'll get through it. You know, it's always like you'll get through it. You'll get through it. But the Be thing strong, is, stay how? Strong. Yeah, stay strong. Mm. Don't worry. You know. Yeah. But the question is, how? How? Because a lot of people will just say these nice things just to make you feel better. Yeah. But to be honest, you know, if someone's going through a divorce, if you don't have parents who are going through a divorce you wouldn't understand correct, mm-hmm. correct. yeah so I, I kind of feel like okay when Josephine was saying you know is it okay for them to vent out their frustrations online yeah. to be honest I would I would say no yeah <laughs> put them in more yeah I would probably like really strongly disagree for people like if you're having problems to lash it out on social media because you don't want social media to validate you you know what I mean you don't want to seek validation online because number one you're going to get the you're going to get you're going to get a lot of great things trust me you, you know let's say for example if you're a very influential person you have a very big following right you say that hey I'm having a bad day or I have this 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 I'm having a bad day you're going to have like a thousand people comment yeah, and, and but I, people yeah. that read the story like they won't they might misinterpret or miss mm. receive like what you're trying to actually express and exactly so number one you're going to get a lot of people who are going to support you, then you're going to get that one person. Are you trying to seek pity? You know, then you get that one hate comment. Again, you know, because this happens to me too, because, you know, I, I, I do videos and a lot of people will say, hey, nice video, nice video, nice video, nice video. Then I'm like, this video sucks. <laughs> and I will only remember that this video sucks. Even though it's like one out if, of yeah. like 500. Yeah, and if, then you're like, oh, right, this guy doesn't ex- really like our stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and for me, it's like, okay, la, I'm a bit like of a stubborn person and, you know, I, I, I would like to think that I, I handle it maturely and okay. <laughs> you'll just like ignore it, Joe. I'll just <laughs> That's why yeah. you always like ignore it, Joe. Yeah. Okay. But uh, this is what I've been doing. I mean, like, I don't really talk about it, but uh, I follow some of my followers on Twitter. I don't okay. know why, but because they asked me to follow them back, so I'll just follow them. And uh, that was a long time ago. And the thing is that back then they were like maybe 12, 13 years old and now they're like teenagers. And some of them that I follow, sometimes right, they tweet really nasty stuff. Oh, yeah. they are like yeah. I hate my life I wish I'll die right now or something like that I, I hate this oh my god I mean they're going through something like really really bad and what I do is I slide into their DM to say hey what's wrong what's up I mean is everything okay because you know uh, then I'll screenshot like, what she did to, and said to her are you going through something and then, all, then her, her response will be oh my god I can't believe you messaged me and stuff and then, then it ends there Oh. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, then, yeah, I mean, she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Uh, it's, it means so much for you to reach out to me and stuff like that. And, and I did nothing, to be honest. I just messaged her. I'm not trying to say I'm some big celebrity or whatever. No, I get it. You just show that you can and yes. you appreciate that someone cares. And for me, it's the, the, the what made her feel like, oh, you know, I can't believe someone like Jin would actually take time to even wonder what's wrong with me. And it's like, okay, then I told her, like, you know what? Sometimes when you have issues like that, the best is to talk with your parents. I don't say friends. I just say parents. Yeah. Because sometimes friends, yes, friends are friends, but the best is always parents. Yeah. 
And if your parents cannot help, then I don't know. Like, that's the question mark. Like, I guess they can seek help from, you know, SJK Warriors or something. Well, they can come to us uh, and, and we will try to refer them to, to you know, professionals. Um, we have a group of psycho- psychiatrists who are amazing. And also we know all the NGOs out there mm-hmm. who are doing amazing work. Uh, there's MMHA Malaysian Mental Health Association they're doing great work mm-hmm. um, there's Miasa as well they are also doing great work there's Relate so a lot of resources out there that we are in contact with um, and they'll be able to provide you the help that you need so we'll be able to direct them there so if you're going through a tough time drop us a, a note we'll try to see how to connect you okay so uh, here we bring me to my next question we have heard about befrienders I used to work in radio yeah. and befrienders used to be like oh if you have any problem call the befrienders Yeah. how yeah. is this different from the befrienders um, befrienders is very specific uh, so befrienders they they literally when you are at that tipping point uh, yep. they give you the opportunity to call and to look for refuge uh, mm-hmm. but but for, for us you know we're, we're, we're about rolling out programs but if people uh, chime in and say that look you know I'm going through a tough time do you have any resources that you'll be able to direct me to? We'll be able to help them with that as well. But we don't provide those services right. ourselves because we're not professionals. We're yeah. volunteers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that. It'll be very mm-hmm. irresponsible actually yeah. for okay. us to do that. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, you need a person who actually knows what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that, yeah, that's how we're different. Yeah. So no. to sum it up, Befrienders is more like a, like a hotline now where yeah. SG Care is, is more towards like... Uh, more towards programs and yeah. and services that that they can help to link up people. It's like a it's like a community, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you have people who are going through certain issues, come and meet together with other people who are going through the same thing. Maybe they'll find refuge in each mm. other and realize that hey, you know, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. yeah. Is that the goal? Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're more of a resource point, lah. Mm-hmm. Ah, can, yeah. That's a good word. Yeah, resource. You can you can use that. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, going going back to the whole like you know, yes, we're trying to have this movement so that you know we can prevent suicide. And I, I just want to dwell in more to you know suicide, the the, the case of suicide. You know, mm-hmm. do you know? Or I mean, like, I'm not sure if you 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 are able to gain information about all these suicide cases from whether the authorities or or maybe the families. But what are some of the reasons some of these victims ah, okay. give? Um, a variety of reasons. Well, in Subang Jaya, we're quite special. Subang Jaya, I say Subang Jaya as a constituency yeah. um, because we have a lot of universities concentrated mm-hmm. there. Yeah. We have um, you know, Sunway, Monash, uh, Taylor, Segi. So a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. Somehow, most of them at some point in their lives, they'll be in Subang Jaya. So it's a yeah. good, great barometer about what's actually going on with our young people. Yep. Um, and in, in my experience uh, since last year, uh, the group of people who have been, you know, um, unfortunately taking their lives are between 14 to 29 years old. 14. Oh my God, 14. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, that's 14 crazy. 14 to 29 years old. So they're, it's quite, it's quite scary. La. <laughs> so the, the um, uh, experiences that they would have at that age really is uh, mm-hmm. number one, peer pressure. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, you have your exams. Yes. Uh, the other thing, which is quite a big one, is rejection. So, you know, when you're young about that age, it's where you're discovering who you are and you're yep. building your identity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, you're, you're falling in love, you're falling out of love and some yep. of yeah. us deal with yeah. it better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that is also a big factor. Uh, if you go to the more national level, then there'll be other issues like uh, finances. Mm-hmm. You know, people who are bankrupt and they can't... Right, no yeah. way out kind um, of thing. And then um, for the older folks is when uh, they experience emptiness syndrome. So when their oh. kids are all yeah away and then they are at home alone. And you know our Asian culture, right? Our parents yeah. don't want to be a burden to our kids. So they don't actually voice it out. They say, hey, guys, I'm a bit lonely. You know, you yeah, can... Yeah. Which it would be nice if you can come back once in a while and right. um, some of them don't deal with it very well and that's where it becomes a tipping point and wow. then yeah so those are the bunch of reasons um, but for young people mainly it's peer pressure and also rejection oh wow uh, mm-hmm. rejection like yeah. like I, heartbreak rejection yes I've yes. actually had uh, somewhat of a first hand experience with that oh it's quite crazy. No, what what do you mean by first hand experience? I uh oh my god, I don't know if I should say this. Wait. You uh, well you had thoughts. No. Okay. So yeah, this happened in uh, my high school. I'm just gonna talk about it briefly. Again, I don't I don't think I should say any names or anything. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So when I was in high school, I was my I was from five at the time. Uh, one uh, someone in my form actually tried to commit suicide in oh, school. Okay. Yeah. So it was uh it was pretty it was pretty scary. Uh, he was like on the third floor balcony there, sitting on the the ledge, and he was crying, mm-hmm. and and everyone was like freaking out. His classmates were all down there looking. It's it's really unnerving to see someone in that state. Oh wow! And I'm I'm glad to say you know he didn't go through with it. He, okay. We managed to get him off the ledge with the help of some firemen and all. But okay. just just to see how close uh, something like that was gonna happen, right? It it really had had an impact on me also, and and I'm sure a lot of uh, our, uh, our kids, kids, children, you guys were yeah, young at that yeah, point of time. Yeah, yeah, we were young, you know. It yeah, was, and yeah, I was trying to think of it, it was like really it was. Oh my god! I don't even know how to describe it to to see something like that. Okay. Yeah. Th- what did the school do after that? Um. Of course. Yeah. You know. They they gave him the week off. It's like, yeah, you don't come to school, even if you're feeling good. Stay home. Get get rest. Get help. You know. Mm-hmm. Take take your take as much time as you need. Yeah. And I, everyone's really supportive. You know, all the classmates are really supportive and everything. And mm-hmm. he's he's perfectly fine now. He's happy. And everything, but just you know, it, it it's crazy because like I actually know this person, so it's crazy to see how, like like what we were saying, like you sometimes you don't even know when their tipping point is, right? And to suddenly see it like that is it really it really like turns a light bulb in 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 the back of your mind, thinking, oh my god, this this is real. This these kind of things happen on on an almost daily basis around the world. Do you, do you still keep in touch with this friend? Do you still speak yeah. to this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go out, we go out every now and then. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's right now. You wouldn't. They like said you would have never guessed he would be in that state of mind right. at one point in his life. Okay. Which okay. I think that's the scariest part. Like, like not being able to to see. It's not something. Mental health is not something you can see in the outside. You know, if someone is sick having a flu, you can hear hachu hachu. Yeah. Okay. Go see the doctor. But with mental health, sometimes it's not as easy as as picking out like symptoms like that. Okay, so since we're talking about that symptoms, yeah, it's a bit difficult. But once you know like what the, usually there's a small checklist that you can go through. Right. So just to let you guys know what it is, it's um, direct verbal cues. Mm-hmm. So someone mm-hmm. who says like, you know, um, I'm going to take my life. That's very direct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's quite obvious. There's indirect verbal cues. Usually it's people who are, uh, at that point and they want to put their house in order, they might say, they might say something like, oh, you know, um, this is something, this is a notebook that I really treasure. I think you should have it. Right. Kind of thing. And then that si- kind of sends signals in your head, like, why would you want to, why would Give you say something yeah, like yeah. that? Right. Okay. Um, so direct verbal cues and indirect verbal cues, there's direct um, <clears throat> physical cues. So someone who looks really sad all the time and very stressed mm-hmm. all the time. Okay. Someone shouldn't, shouldn't be like that. Um, and then there's also the indirect, you know, physical cues. So like, um, for example, <clears throat> one experience, not one experience, <clears throat> one story that I, I heard of was um, when someone had a sudden interest in religion. Okay. So that person, you know, was super into it. And then <clears throat> when, when, uh, when the psychiatrist started to speak to him about it, like, why did, why is such a huge change all of a sudden in your life? And he said that, oh, you know, because I feel like once I reach this stage in mm-hmm. this, in what I believe in, then I can move on to, to, to the next, yeah. to oh. the next, I have to take my yeah, um, and that was you know, things like that. So indirect verbal cues, direct verbal cues, indirect physical cues, direct physical cues. If they start checking these lists, you might want to ask them. You know, do you, you want to seek some help? help? Yeah, I think we should go get help together. And I think we should just normalize. You know, yeah. it's like it's like it's like as if right. Hey, you want to go seek help? No, I'm not crazy. You still, they all do anything like that. Yeah. Why do I have to go see a psychiatrist? They feel like it's those like oh, I don't. So when, a minute I go see them, it's there's something wrong with me or, or something like, like that. I'm not you know? or something. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. that. That's the thing because you know again the peers or the community will always like kind of like make fun of it. I think everybody should I, like like what like what you mentioned like. When you're sick, hachi, 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 people go see doctor lah. Yeah, I think people should normalize mental health issues. Mm-hmm. We should start to practice to normalize mental health issues. Yeah, I think like seeing psychologists shouldn't be made as such a big deal, but mm-hmm. just like a normal. If you have a normal problem, like a problem with your friend, just normal issue, you, you sh- it's get, fine to go talk about. It's it fine. Actually. It's fine to get counseling. Like yeah. I get counseling all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm in a situation which I I don't know how to deal with. Yeah. Um, I'll seek out someone who does and yeah. you know try to get help and that's also a form of counselling so there shouldn't be shame in getting counselling right. I think we should all you're not all crazy okay you're not, if you need no. counselling you're not crazy don't worry yeah, yeah. you yeah. just need some help everyone I, needs help I've also noticed like um, I don't know like I, I've caught a couple of friends before like mm-hmm. I think they're going through like quite a tough time I noticed it's just a very slight like 
like probably like two second kind of thing where they gaze down a lot when people are talking like I don't know if that's like a psychology thing or something. But well, I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but there's no harm in asking. Are you alright? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I think is running through in the minds of our listeners, a lot of people say that. Oh, but you know, in our Asian culture, it's very normal word to say. Oh, I'm so stressed. You know, I want to die. That kind of thing, oh. right? <laughs> How do I know? Then should I take it seriously? Because it's just you know something that I always say as well. Right. Um. And and a. Uh, uh, a uh, psychiatrist that um, gave this answer, I think, is super like uh, on point. Is she said, "Look, yeah, that that um, may be true, but it is still not the right way to deal with stress. Mm-hmm. And if even if um, it is better to take that seriously than not, because of the cost of it, yeah. the cost yeah. of it is a life." Um, yeah. And even if you are stressed, you shouldn't come to a point where you're even considering right. taking your life. You know, it means that you are under a lot, a lot of, stress of stress, and you kind of need to get to get help, or you know, to mm-hmm. chill out, mm-hmm. to relax, or you know, to get some self care, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I think like with the whole stress thing and work, it's always because of our expectations. You know, I am yeah. expected to be this, and if I yeah. can't do this, I'm a failure. But they yeah. don't realize. Okay, so for people, I like, guess a little bit different because you know. Like for me, it's, it's a bit different because I, I, I don't mind failing. <laughs> I fail a lot of times. I wanted to be a pilot, I fail. <laughs> I go science stream, I fail. <laughs> I wanted to, want to, you know, I did accounts, I fail. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh. and then, but the thing is, um, with the, all this pressure going on, I, I always tell this like, because a lot of people ask me, oh, how, do you, how did I get to where I am today? Yeah. Uh, they think that a lot of people thought I'm a dropout because I'm doing YouTube, okay? Because, oh, you know, YouTube doesn't need education. You just go and do it. That's what they don't realize, okay? Oh when God. I was in high school, <laughs> when, when I was in high school, I was not a great student, but I was great at math, okay? Uh, when I was in Form 5, I didn't get great results. I published my SPM results. The people will laugh. Parents, parents, my cousin's parents would laugh at those results. And I will be the perfect example. Hey, don't be like Jinna, because you know, you won't have a future. <laughs> Can you imagine how I was at that point in time when my mom kept comparing me to some of my cousins who are straight A students, especially, and because this cousin was in Singapore. <laughs> 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 and the thing is, so I was at that point where like, you know what, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And the thing was, I, I kind of like was at the bridge of like just, give up not not to say take my own life but i just you know what i'm just gonna give up i'm gonna study whatever not but the thing is when i went to university that's where everything changed because i started hanging out with a different bunch of people i started knowing you know other kinds of uh lecturers who will go all the way out just to come to you and teach you how to do this and when i hated accounts in form five and i used to fail it i got a distinction in in, in university wow. and i'm like wow this is very unheard of what did i do <laughs> Or what, I mean, like for me, it's like, what what did I not do back in high school? So the thing is, a lot of people think that, okay, if you're supposed to be smart, you're supposed to be smart from the start. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the wrong mentality. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like what I'm, I grew, I grew with the formula of the reverse pyramid. And my mom as a teacher, she believes the whole reverse pyramid scheme, where in the beginning, little, little by little, little by little, as you grow older, yeah, the pyramid proof. basically expands, expands the base. Yeah. And that's where you're, you're ready to take in more. Yeah. So that's what my mom taught me. It's like, okay, you fail, never mind. Although I'm a teacher and you know, <laughs> it's embarrassing, but you know, she, because, because she deals with children, she knew how to mm-hmm. kind of like control me lah, in yeah. that sense. So, you know, when I went to university, I was so happy that I was able to basically get distinctions. I've never gotten A's, okay? All right, only, only for math. But when I started getting distinctions for other subjects, I'm like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And you know, it, 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 the thing is, wh- then I question, why did, I not, why, did I, why did I not get this back then in high school? Wouldn't it be nice if I felt this way in high school? Then I realized that, you know what? I don't care because I'm ready to accept it now and I'm ready to feel it now. I'm ready to, to rejoice. I'm ready to, to experience it now and be happy now. And it's not too late. It's never too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, coming out after that, you know, look for a job and then this whole YouTube thing happened by accident. Lah, huh? <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's, that's, that's just in my, my, my childhood, how, what I went through in high school. Just in case anyone was wondering. No, no one was wondering. <laughs> I, I get that question sometimes too. Like, oh, Michelle, you're so young and you managed to, you know, achieve so much in life. And I'm thinking, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many failures. There's no other way to put it that, um, you know, I had to go through. And there were so many points. I was a lawyer before this mm-hmm. where I mm-hmm. felt like such a miserable failure, like the worst lawyer on earth. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> no one would have made that kind of mistake like I did kind of thing because, you know, I'm a litigation lawyer so mm-hmm. I go to court uh, 
um, which means that I bring someone else's case to court. So there's someone else that's relying on me, which yeah. is like yeah. a lot of pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if yeah. I get it wrong, then it's someone's, you know, business it's at a stake or family at, yeah. at stake. So, and I've, I've gotten it wrong before. And I have, you know, at some point cost my previous law firm money because I didn't get things right. Mm-hmm. But it is in all these experiences and being able to, you know, pick ourselves up. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that, you know, it, get, it gets us stronger. And I think it shouldn't be frowned upon, yeah. uh, failures, you know, um, because it's an opportunity unique to you yeah. that no one else gets to experience. So yeah. in a way, I think we need to embrace it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, in a way, I feel like if someone goes through that, I like someone so un- something so unique to that person, right? Um, it's not something that I can take away from you. So if you're able to conquer it, it is your story to tell. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I can't tell Ginny's story because I didn't go through yeah, it. Yeah, right. it's something that's unique to him. So likewise to you know all all these young people out there, if you're going through a tough time, when you do overcome it, which you will, mm-hmm. um, it's your story to tell. Yes, but of course, uh, you know, if you think that you're un- not 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 capable to kind of handle it yourself, don't worry because there is actually help out there. Yeah. SJK yeah. Warriors are always more than happy to help. And uh, I, I I read there is going to be a walk that's happening on in sometime in July. Correct on the fourteenth of July in oh. Taipan. Mm-hmm. You guys are welcome. Um, join us. It's a it's a walker hunt. So it's like a treasure hunt. It's done by walking, and mm-hmm. we want to use it to raise awareness about depression. So yeah. All right. In Taipan. In Taipan. So you hunt for treasures all over Taipan. <laughs> so it's like a Q&A kind of thing. Ah. So there are questions and then you're supposed to look at for signboards and you're supposed to like buy stuff according to the questions. questions if you get yeah. the right, you know, if you buy the right thing, then you get points, that kind of thing. You're supposed to take selfies with certain things, you know. So if you want more information on my social media, michelle.amazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram and on Facebook, the information is there. Awesome, yeah, okay. Michelle. Thank you so much for uh, you know really enlightening us uh, about you know what you go what you are building the SJK Warriors. Um, obviously, it's not the end of the session yet because you know we actually have a doctor who wants to speak to us as all. We should speak to him as well because I think he's more experienced um i mean like uh his name is dr amir so michelle thank you so much for your time Ooh, all right you. yeah thank before we get coming. to dr amir i mean like uh if you guys are listening and if you particularly listening have issues or you know you can't handle it on yourself remember you're not alone you need to reach out i mean you can reach out and you shouldn't be shy about reaching out because it's completely normal people will laugh at you so what but right now uh let's speak uh let's speak to dr amir Hi, hi. All right. Uh, okay, for, for those listening right now, would you care to please introduce yourself and tell us what do you do? So I'm Dr. Amir. I'm actually a psychiatrist uh, with the University of Malaya uh, and also the director of the uh, University of Malaya Center for Community Engagement. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you are a part of this uh, SJK Warriors. You're working together with YB and Michelle Ung as well yep. uh, to help combat, uh, you know, suicide, uh, to basically, you know, uh, combat suicide prevention, uh, to put a stop to all these suicide cases and stuff like that. Have you, I'm pretty sure, and obviously, you know, this goes without saying, have you spoken to any individuals who have wanted to commit suicide? Uh, yes, I, I have actually, Jin. I've actually spoken to them pretty much every day apart from Saturdays and Sundays because um, it's the kind of work that I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, um, it's, it's not something that I would like people to be part of, to be fair, um, unless you've got to do it, but... It's something that um, it's worth at least understanding a little bit about. Right. And, okay, you've you, you spoken to a lot of individuals and stuff like that. Because right now, like for me, is if I read the news right, there are mostly cases about students mm-hmm. who are always stressed about their academics and stuff like that. You know, we've heard stories about, uh, you know, people committing suicide in universities because, you know, they were going through an immense amount of stress, not pleasing their parents and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other common cases that you've heard of? The common reasons that people come up to you? Well, I think first of all, if you're talking about suicide itself, uh, traditionally they're going to be in extreme ages. Yeah, they're going to be at the very young, uh, or actually the very old. In mm-hmm. fact, the the most senior people are at risk uh, more so than the young. So what we are actually dealing with, what you guys have been sharing with uh, YB Michelle, and also friends over here, is is a little bit atypical, and that's why we are concerned because. There's a there's this growing trend, if that's a word to say, of young people actually being involved uh, in these very dangerous uh, situations, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's where we have you know together worked with uh, Subang Jaya in particular 
to to test out this model to see whether we can actually save more lives and help more people um and hopefully that itself will be then um you know as they mentioned create a movement to to normalize as you mentioned just now normalize uh issues with mental health because the uh the current situation is that um there's just so much challenges among young people and i, I think that's you know I, i keep on saying in my own podcast as well that it's it's probably a very scary time to raise children yeah uh, you know it's very scary to be a children i think yeah. or a child at this point of time there's just so much um challenges out there you know that we didn't have when i was in in, in school primary school or high school mm-hmm. um and i think uh, these kids sometimes they're not able to to cope uh, and to deal with the issues that they're that actually out there and therefore you know they they get into dangerous situations and i think we want to help to to hopefully mitigate that particular situation Right. I, I mean, like to be honest, we're not speaking only to young kids. We're speaking to parents as right. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, it never crossed my mind that like a majority of these patients would be from the uh, the older demographic. You know, it it never crossed my mind because most of the time we see in the news is always like, uh, kids in school. You know, yeah, dealing with academics or it, uh, even if it's the older ones, it's more mostly like financial, financial burdens and stuff like that. To be honest, I wouldn't. I'm not a fan. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. I don't want to see news of big celebrities committing suicide. Yeah, I think you don't want them to be um to be even portrayed, yeah? Yeah. Um, and and I think there's a very good reason for that. I mean, the the famous case is the Hong Kong Leslie Chung. I think it was oh, Leslie yeah, Chung. that was quite a while ago. Yeah, many yeah. many years ago. Um that really, you know, the way that they they sensationalized that death was um really uh, irresponsible in this day and age, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, we've also had these continuous sort of uh, irresponsible reporting, which have led to, in a way, what we call copycat situations. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. So even last year, we were working uh, with a number of colleagues in in having a media sort of um, workshop to to sort of educate people that yes, if there is a death, we would like people to know because it's an opportunity for mental health awareness. Yes, but at the same time, you don't want to sensationalize that death. To to create people who might be at risk uh, to actually uh, commit the same act. Yeah. So you've got to be a little bit responsible in the way they report it, that people are informed that this is an issue, but at the same time it doesn't trigger individuals who probably are thinking about it to to sort of sort of um, emulate the act. And and I think that's a really fine line where we we really have to work in that area. And again, this is another part. Uh, of this initiative, and that's why we we got involved with the Subangjaya people. Right now, S- speaking about this, it reminds me of um, you know, the show like Netflix. Um, Thirteen reasons. Thirteen why. reasons yeah. why. There's a lot of like arguments when mm-hmm. I I saw recently. I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago, like CNN posted a Thirteen Reasons Why. I think the video and mm-hmm. and like people were just like arguing whether it's right or wrong to portray. I mean, what's your thought on it? Cause cause my I I feel like. I mean, it's good that we are talking about it, and like there is like mental health. But then, from season one, how it was portrayed, like I don't know. I felt that it was a bit unhealthy, and like how it uh, was portrayed, like everyone did so much wrong to this girl I see. only and on. So have you Have you heard of the the yeah, mo- yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, well, definitely you. Yeah, you're gonna hear it <laughs> <laughs> in this line of work. But um, uh, yes, I fully agree with it. I mean, for me, I, I didn't want to watch it because I just felt it was quite disturbing. Just the whole idea of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But um, I had another colleague who watched it, and she was pretty disturbed. This is a person like me who who actually deal with these individuals day in and day out, and and I can't really imagine how it must feel for the masses of people that are just watching it for you know entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's um there's an element of uh, public health messaging that yeah. they try mm-hmm. to incorporate in there, but I think the the way that it's graphically portrayed uh. Uh, probably is not as necessary, you know, because. There's one thing about talking about it, and there's another thing about making it so real that you you know you tend to empathize because it could also it also it could also be the other way around where people are not empathetic but they're sort of learning uh, things that we don't really want them to to sort of you know uh, emulate if that's right. the word to use yeah yeah I I I watched it I mean th- there was a scene which was really really graphic and I'm like oh, oh I was really disturbed but I I know for a fact that Selena Gomez uh, of, yeah. she's the executive producer of the show um the re- the only reason why she actually produced that show and want that show to happen is to basically combat 
the main issue of mental health and also yep. uh, suicide as well, which yeah. is which I commend her for that. She, yep. She's doing an amazing job yep. because she herself, uh, well, she said apparently has gone through the like you know this Lupose whole and depression. yeah depression and stuff like that, and you know it's like her uh, t- letting you know what she went through and stuff like that, which is great. But yeah, like like you mentioned. There's, there's a fine line between talking about it and actually showing it. Uh, to be fair, Jin, there's even research papers on it. You know, oh. People have actually done uh, thematic qualitative research on it um, in trying to find out whether exactly as you mentioned, is it right or wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the verdicts are out there at the moment. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, so now we, we, we speak about mental health and it's very unusual. Like, again, back to what Ryan said, you know, when you're sick, you, you sneeze, you cough, but nobody talks about mental health because it's not normal. So, like... Will mental health always lead to suicide? No. Uh, so first of all, it's not normal because it's not in our culture to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, but hopefully within the next couple of years, I think it will be normal. Um, as it is, you know, we're talking a lot about it this year alone. Yes. Yeah. Which means that a number of people are being exposed to this idea that there is, you know, your health is not complete without mental health. Yep. Yeah. You have physical health, you have social well-being, and you have mental health, and that completes health. Now, maybe probably five years ago, um, you'd think about health just being physical, not even social well-being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're talking about things like, you know, um, work-life balance, for example, where, you, you know, you want to try to balance whether you want to have a family and work and, you know, and that kind of thing. Because that's social well-being and friends and, you know, friendships and family. But at the same time, now we're talking a lot about, you know, mental health and self-care, for example, mm-hmm. or resilient building is the other thing, on, on how to actually protect yourself so that you function at full capacity. In fact... Uh, in, in the West particularly, not so much here, unfortunately, but in the West, they're talking about things like, you know, uh, um, talking about absentism and presentism. Uh, and most of the time, it's not because physically you're not healthy. You're there. Mm-hmm. You've, you've actually made it to work. Yeah. But you're not well yeah. mentally, and therefore, you're just not doing what you're supposed to do. Is your productivity levels down, yeah. you know? It's so like you're there, but then your mind yeah, so, is so elsewhere. So the discussion, I think, is, is really evolving, but, we're, you know, we're not too late. Because you have to remember that other, co- you know, other countries in Southeast Asia probably are even little, you know, a little bit behind us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not we don't want this discussion to happen how it has this, you know, to happen right now. Yeah. Somebody had to not be with us before we have this discussion. Yeah. But yeah. at least we're having this discussion mm-hmm. compared to not having it at all. And I've been doing this work for what, 15 years probably, um, and probably over the last five years really actively. And I, and I think this year is the year that I really see a bit of change. There's a lot of people, you know, on board. We're having this particular, you know, session you know, session right now. Yeah. And this, is, this is, you know, I mean, I've been watching Ginny Boy on, you know, TV and YouTube, but I've never really been in the studio. And I think <laughs> we're, we're sort of discussing this right here. Yeah. And I think that's a really big um, uh, opportunity, apart from the various politicians that have come on board and spoken a lot about it. Of course, we've got Wavy Michelle, who's here with us. It's really, you know, really championed it quite a bit. But we've also had before this Hana Yo, you know, um, Fami Fazil talking about it, mm-hmm. Nur Iza. So there are people now, in fact, before this in the previous government, Kari Jamulilin also talked a little bit yeah. about this. Yep. So that discussion is just continuing. and uh, But I think it's just reached the peak because of the sad, unfortunate events that have just recently happened, uh, which we really want to do something about. You know, yeah. we, we really want to make that change. Uh, and I think that's why, you know, I, I think eventually we will get there where everything is going to be, um, you know, pretty much good in, in, in health itself, where we include mental health in that concept. Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, it's it's not just uh, the responsibility of politicians or people of influence uh, in uh, like big time, uh, you know, people who are celebrities and whatever. I think it's a, it's a responsibility for everyone to be a part of this whole influence to to take note of people who are going through mental health issues. And but but for me it's in my position in our position right now for me it's like if you're an influencer if you're a social media influencer I think you should actually pay attention to what's happening in this space uh, I'd like to share a little bit about you know Arwin Arwin Kumar uh, is actually uh, a talent who's basically on our company as well what he did was he basically took a phone number well he started he had another phone lah so basically he put in another SIM card into his phone and he distributed that number to all of his followers and called it the care line. Right. So what he does is he's obviously on his laptop. You know, he's just gonna he's gonna get a, an influx of messages nonstop. Yep. And what he does is he basically personally messages each and every one of them one by one. You know, if they're going through something that's that's unhappy, if they're unhappy and stuff like that, he basically replies the messages and tell them, hey, it's okay, don't worry. And that's the first step. I think I think he's doing yeah, and, and an amazing job. Him also is like he's really like brave and he has the courage to just. Just speak about it always. Like often, all his posts, he'll talk about his struggles and 
but in a very positive way, like how he overcome it and stuff yep. like that. Is, I think it's really yeah, because for someone like him who's actually gone through a, a very big, uh, he's gone through a lot of things. He's he's been bullied. He's been he's been kicked. He's been punched in school. You know, he's been looked down upon. You know, and now he is where he is. He's a huge star. <laughs> he's a yeah. huge social media star with half a million, more than half a million followers, and he's used and he builds schools. He builds schools for the children who are underprivileged. He started a care line. So for me, is I hope to see more of that in this in this in this space of people who are in, in, instead of just posting photos for hey check out my new dress or check out my new phone or check out this new thing and I'm promoting or whatever or not. I wish they would do more of this. Is you know what I mean like Dr. Ame, what would you like to see more? Not just only in the social media space, but you know in the whole entire community space well, as a whole. Well, the way you know. The, what I've been working really hard um, and this is where I'm seeing some positive things happening is I just want this discussion to be as normal as possible yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know you guys were talking mm-hmm. about just now you know if you see a psychiatrist it means you're crazy for yeah. example you know you're seeing me I don't know whether we're on TV or some kind <laughs> of YouTube <laughs> thing but you know I, I just look the same as you guys you know yeah. literally and and this this individual is there to help you you know and you're in your new invisible struggle if that's mm-hmm. the word to say yeah? right and 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 I think that's the one of the things I want. I would love that if people could just, you know, take some time to to understand that if you're struggling, um, you know, emotionally, that there are people out there that can help you just as if you would be struggling physically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I want uh, people to also be aware of that, and also you know, hoping that when they do meet these individuals, that it's not uh, a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's a sign of strength. Yeah. You've identified that you've got a problem. And you've been brave enough to seek help, and yeah. somebody's there to help yeah. you out. You know, yeah. why, why should that be a sign of weakness? That's, that's you know? a success in itself. Already yeah, seeking you know? help. And, yeah. and the other thing is that I would like also people to understand that people who actually l- uh, reach out for help uh, are actually having the same rates of recovery, mm-hmm. yeah, as those who are probably having a cough and cold. <laughs> and we don't we don't see the person with cough and cold say, oh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna have a you know he's gonna go he's gonna die after this, you know, as a result of that. You <laughs> know, most of the time, yeah, right. But the moment you have a, a mental health issue, it could be as simple as a, a panic attack. Oh, you know, this guy is crazy. You just yeah. had a panic attack. Yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that just because you had a panic attack, you're going to go all full-blown. Yeah, know? right. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't think that's fair to the individual. And I think we've got to reverse that because people are struggling with depression. Uh, a majority of them actually function fully well. Uh. Well, well, yeah. They're, they're really successful. In fact... There's a guy, uh, you know, you know, we call the T20s, yeah, the, the you know higher echelons of the society is asking me, doc, you know, is there anybody else uh, like me in your clinic? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, mate, there's there's a few of you guys here. Yeah? Oh wow. Okay. So it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, whether you're black or white. Yeah, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're Malaysian or non-Malaysian. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna get a mental health issue, you're gonna get a mental health issue. And if you're gonna get it, then you, fee- you know, please find help because help is really available here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can actually get yourself sorted out. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we would love that to be the main sort of driving, apart from the fact that people are discussing it in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's the other thing. Eh? You, you know, ooh, you know, Auntie Jane has some kind of mental health issue, you know, or Uncle you know, Ryan has some other issue. You know, we, we don't want that kind of stigma yeah yeah right. because yeah. i think you don't say that oh you know uh, you know rebecca broke a leg you know and the way that you say it right. is like oh you know something wrong but when you have somebody who is depression you'll say it in that certain tone yeah you kind of have stigma, like a preconception know? of the yeah, guy, so the why, why should we have that you know, right, right. these guys are just struggling just like anybody else would and it's just just you're lucky day that you're not getting it right now but wait until you get it and then you know do you want people to look at you the same way as you're looking yeah, at them right yeah I think I really like the analogy of, of you know, saying like how, how mental health is no different from physical health, you know, like how yeah. everyone gets it's a curable. Everyone is like prone to depression. When you're mentally down, it affects your physical health also, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's why they're saying that there's no health without mental health, yeah. you know, apart from thinking of the other physical and social well-being. Yeah. I've yeah. also heard of um, depression is actually a genetic like something to do with your genetics or something. Yeah, so, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, if we're going to depression um, and other mental illnesses, yeah, bipolar mood disorders, schizophrenia, anxiety disorders, per se. Mm-hmm. So th- these are situations when you've got a really severe form of uh, a mental health issue. Yeah, so one, you've got mental health, you know, everybody needs healthy mental health to actually function fully. But some individuals due to genetic risk, as you've mentioned just mm-hmm. now, might be at increased risk of developing problems with their mental health 
It doesn't mean that they're definitely going to get it. Just mm-hmm. because their aunt or uncle has it or mom or dad has it means you're going to get it. It just means that you're probably at a little bit higher risk. Okay. Which brings back to the, the whole objective of also what we're doing, you know, developing resilience. We want you to identify that if you are a person at risk, that you need to do a little bit more work. You know, it's just like if mom and dad had diabetes, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be, you know, looking at your sugar levels and just being yeah. a little bit conscious Careful about it. Yeah? Sugar intake, yeah. Dad had a heart attack, uncle had a heart attack, another uncle had a heart attack. You, you know, you're, probably you're, you're a guy, you, you probably want to take it easy on the steaks. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So if you're going to have uh, a little bit more genetic risk, you just want to be a little bit more careful, which means that you probably you want to take care of yourself a little bit more in terms of the stress management you're going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the sleep that you're going through, in terms of you know physical exercise that you're doing, while you're young and healthy, because you know the the risk is just a little bit more for you compared to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Now here's a question I want to ask: Will people going through mental health realize they're going through depression, or will people like, uh, or will people going through depression know that they're going through depression, or it's something that needs to be diagnosed by somebody else? Well, they're definitely going to have symptoms that they would have understood is different from the day-to-day practice. Okay. And this is where another reason why we're doing things like suicide prevention um, and also mental health awareness is just for people to then identify like if they have these symptoms that they might want to see somebody to see whether uh, they've got something more than just symptoms. Right. Because often when we're seeing them in clinic, in Malaysia, it's, it's not going to be like, you know, we see Frasier crane last time. You know, well, <laughs> I was checking it the other day and I realized it's probably like 20 years ago. Frasier crane is actually a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Did, oh. Have you watched it? No. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I looked at the face, I knew <laughs> that was happening. <laughs> But I was Only just saying, both of us know this. I'm like, oh but, man. But I'm just saying that you know, people time. used to go and seek people quite early overseas. Mm, yeah? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because the awareness level is very high. Yeah. But in Malaysia, our awareness level is not as great as we would like it to be. And therefore, we see them very late. Mm-hmm. And we see them very late. Often, um, retrospectively, they would have realized that they're having a problem going back to your question. Right. But often, when we see them in Malaysia, most of the time, they're going to be brought in by somebody else. Right. It's only lately of the last probably one year and sort of mid of last year to this year, I'm, I'm seeing more people come forward um, mm-hmm. earlier. They, you know, they reached out on social media as mm-hmm. well. I know we had some grouses about social media but there is some benefit of yeah. doing mental yeah. health awareness on social media because they're able to reach out and ask uh, and then you could also then, then bring them to towards the various services that they they could actually seek help right because um, you know that that sort of helps them to to hopefully um, detect the cases early because you could just be having a mental distress mm-hmm. you know stress at another level yeah yeah, yeah. you're not you're not meant you're not mentally ill yet yeah, yeah. You're, you're just sort of you're not coping very well, but you're still functioning. But if you're you're ill, you're not coping, and you're not functioning. We we want to get you actually much earlier than that. You you know you understand that you're at risk, and you do things to hopefully reduce the fact that you might get a mental distress. And if you do have a problem here, you're gonna seek some you know help here so that you never get here. Right. Mm. We're seeing people here at the mental illness level. That's where I see them. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. And this is where you know going back to your question, do do all of them commit suicide? No, they don't. But if you have a certain type of mental illness, you're probably at risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and often, we, we aren't able to detect it early because people don't even know what to look out for. And right. it goes back to what you're saying just now, you know? You know, harden up, you know? Stay positive, you know? Um, pray a little bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the guy is struggling, you know? And then this is where, you know, that, that friend of mine said, if someone is saying, you know, uh, in my chamani, I might as well just die, you know, then you might say, you know, are you, are you okay? Because mm. that's enough, you know? You just, actually, I'm not okay. And then you know that the conversation is happening. Yeah. Instead of yes. going like, I feel like I'm just going to die. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Chill out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Chill out, bro. Be because chill out, bro, doesn't, doesn't actually, Solve. Uh, doesn't even, even ask the question yeah. Yeah. whether yeah. you're okay or not. So just asking whether you're okay, I think it's probably the better. And we're, we're trying to get yeah. that across mm-hmm. to people because he has an opportunity then to share with you if he's His not problems. okay. Yeah. Because if he's okay, you say, you know, I'm just joking. That's fine. Right. Yeah. But if he says like, Thanks for asking, but I'm really not okay. Okay. Then you can actually bring the conversation in a different direction. Right. Josephine, you wanna you wanted to say something just now? Um no. No. I I have a question. I have a question to ask. Like, um, you know, like with, you know, for physical health you you always say you eat eat well, rest well, uh do some exercise to keep your physical health. Get enough rest. And, uh, yeah. Is there something we can do as well for our mental health? Is there any like um, practices or any any sort of exercise we can do, you yep. know, just to kind of maintain our mental health. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. So first of all, you know, young people like uh, all of us. I will consider myself young too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're still num- young. Num- number one is sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Wow. We we really um, you know especially now with the various distractions that we have. You know, oh sleep yeah. is the first one that we often let go. Yeah. Of, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and sleep is very important. In fact, if you're at risk of developing mental illness um, due to family risk factors, for example, mm-hmm. or maybe a previous history of a mental health breakdown. Then probably moderating your sleep and getting that sorted out is the number one easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. The second one would be about stress management. I know we talk a lot about this. You know, um, people working companies they have all this stress management. You know, some people go there, like, okay, I'm not sure. but it's actually really important for you to be able to identify stress at a workplace and in your life, and actually being able to handle it. So it's just not about identifying it, but what to do about it. So things like time management, and you know, you look through the stress books. There's a lot of things that you could do. Uh, but these are one of the things that you can also do. The third one, we know that from research that um, actually moderate exercise. You don't have to do v- you know strenuous exercise. We're not asking you to do full on, you know, um, Muay Thai or something. You know, <laughs> just a bit of walking, yeah. fifteen minutes a day, probably three times a week, or a jog, uh, or a jog, or a yeah. marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> that's yeah, it's, it's getting harder, <laughs> but you can you can do that. It's no problem. <laughs> but just but just a little bit of that. Uh, it helps with actually reducing the risk of developing mm. uh, mild depression. Oh, so you know, if you're going back to you, yeah, we can do certain things that would actually reduce our risk a little bit more. Actually, I kind of relate to the, the the exercise part. You know, sometimes when I'm feeling really stressed, I just go for a simple jog, and it's such an easy jog that I'm not even paying attention to how fast I'm running. It's it's more of like just running and just clearing your mind kind yeah. of thing. I think and that's just why like zone out in the moment. Yeah, I think that's why Ruben and I kind of got into the yeah, whole marathon, marathon thing marathon. where yeah. we started running and especially when you do it with a group of friends, it's very, I can't, I can't, uh, it's very uplifting. It's like, hey, you know, we achieved this. Today we achieved 5Ks, tomorrow 10Ks yeah. and oh wow, we finished the marathon. That's a, that's a good thing. So that's, Actually, it's, we're learning a lot of interesting things today. For once on our podcast, you're going to learn so much. Instead of talking rubbish, today you learned something. Dr. Armin, thank you very much uh, for... You know, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to say? I mean, I, I remember uh, you were just mentioning about symptoms. Again, I know uh, uh, YB Michelle mentioned about the symptoms earlier on. But again, for, for the benefit of our listeners, you know, what are some, some of the signs and some of the symptoms you should look out for to kind of kind of like you know uh eliminate whether this person has uh mental illness or not well you know mental illness is, is so broad Jin, yep. we don't know where to start you know mm-hmm. but um let's go for the most common one yeah in fact the the walk that we were talking about is looking at understanding depression right it is the most common mental illness in malaysia it is also the one that has the highest risk factor for suicide and mm-hmm. this is sort of the topic of the, the grave topic so the, f- the first symptom is you you know you're going to have a depressed mood and this depressed mood is not feeling depressed because your girlfriend left you. Okay. It's actually a pervasive sense of sort of depressed uh, or negative negativity that crosses across all the things that you do. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be there for a period of time. Right. So it's not something that... Is it a feeling like there's nothing really wrong but you just don't know what's wrong? It's a feeling of... Well, some people say it's a feeling of chronic emptiness. Uh, some people say that it's like in a black hole where you feel that you just can't get out. Some people feel like, you know, there's a curtain that's sort of just slowly down, you know, coming down and strangling you. Okay. So it, it's, it's various uh, sort of feelings of different people. But the way that we understand depression itself uh, is going to be that feeling, but it's just pervasive and prolonged. Right. Uh, the second part is that you might not be able to enjoy things. So going back to symptoms, you'll see this friend who often likes to do certain things. He's just not interested anymore. Okay. And when you ask him, he just doesn't have any mood. And it's not been there for a day. That happens sometimes, your off day. Off day, yeah. But this is something that, you know, you're seeing your friend slowly withdrawing himself and, you know, you want things that you normally do, he just doesn't want to do it anymore. Okay. And then you'll see other things like, you know, sleep disturbances, appetite issues. They lose weight. Some of them lose quite a amount of weight. You'll see, like, what's happening to you, you know? Right. Um, they might actually be extremely lethargic. They don't want to get out. They don't want to see you. And they'll be very negative. Everything that they talk about is going to be negative. And they'll start talking about hopelessness. And I think that's a, that's a bad sign. Okay. Mm. Because okay. the next sign after hopelessness will be like, you know, Jin, I, I, I don't feel like I want to be anymore. Okay. So you're going, you're going towards suicidal thinking. Oh. You know, and they'll be joking about, it, you know, sometimes, you know, is it okay if I just don't want to be here anymore? You know? Oh. And Jin, you know, I think it'd be all right if I'm not here anymore. You know, th- these kind of negative kind of conversations that 
uh, even can freak you out. But of course, reaction we you know in our reaction will say like, "Hey, don't bro, you just think positive, man." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't talk like this, you know. But actually, he's sending a sign. Okay. He's actually sending a sign that he's not, you know, he's not okay. It's it's not That's the end game yet. It's a yeah. sign. Yeah, it's a sign. And, and I help. think that the okay. other thing that we we want to stress as well is that asking him, bro, you know, are, are you okay? And you know, these thoughts that you're sharing with me is this something you've been thinking a bit? You know, you want you want to share that a little bit with me because right. talking about uh, suicidal thinking. Uh, does not increase the risk of, of someone actually. It's actually, like you said, a call, a cry for help. It's a cry right. for help, yeah. Okay. And you know, it gives permission for him to actually ask that question. You know, for us in medical school, if you kind of say it says risk uh, for suicide, it's a it's an automatic fail. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like repeat the year again. Oh, okay, yeah? so, okay. So it's actually quite uh, important uh, for us to to identify it. But for friends and family, it's just it's just you know just identifying. Um, that this person is actually needing help, and then being able to direct him to help, and I think that's another thing mm. that we've we've got to be very uh, careful about. All right, cool. So, Dr. Ahmed, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I want to say thank you to uh, YB Michelle as well for shedding some light on you know uh, what SJK Wars is about. You know what you should look out for. You know how you can basically reach your hand out there and help someone. Um, and of course, I hopefully this won't be the first time and last time we'll be meeting each other. Hopefully, we'll be working together more and hopefully bring more. Um, you know, attention to this. I won't. I won't call it an issue. This, this, um, this program that you guys are running, the SJK Warriors. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. Anyone, anything you want to say before we move? No, just keep yourself healthy. Um, keep yourself safe. Help each other out, and mm-hmm. just yeah, just be there for each other. Josephine, you want to say anything? Thank you for bringing up this topic. Yeah, <laughs> and Doctor Army, any last words before we part? Uh, well, just wanted to share with you that if you go on mentalhealth.my and to find help, you know, you'll 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 get a nice little infographic which we've actually shared with SG Warriors where you can find help within your vicinity. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, and if you're going through something, remember, there's nothing wrong with reaching out. And if you know your friends are going through something, again, there's nothing wrong with asking, hey, dude, bro, sis, are you okay? Or reach out to us, okay? We'll try our best to help. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, you can follow us on our Instagram pages at Sessions. Talk to you guys next time.